Good evening, good evening. It's a great Saturday because Tony the Fantasy Sage over here, it's his birthday. I'm 34. Happy birthday to you. Bitches, what's poppin'? I am your host, Tamara, and like I said before, this is Tony the Fantasy Sage on his birthday. Uh, um, Tony James the Fantasy Sage. Isn't that what I said? You just said Tony the Fantasy Sage. Oh, and well, in my mind, I heard James. <laughs> Um, so we're going to run through these games. It's going to, because it's Tony James' birthday, we are going to do a a quick show. We, of course, are going to be talking about the news of the day. Oh, man. We're going to run through the games, and then we're going to give you a a quick stay or play away. And um, I think we're going to skip Fantasy Gold Fool's Gold for today. Um, can I first tell my story? Because as you know, if you're a listener, I've got to talk about me for a little bit. <laughs> so Thursday night, I was getting my hair done. Takes a, It's about a four-hour process. I have uh, sister locks, so I just get those retightened every six weeks. And I'd say around 7.30, 7.45, I was Man. like, eh, let me just see. Let me just look at my phone, see what's going on, because my hairstylist does not watch football. So I thought I'm just going to click onto the fantasy app, see what's going on. And I have Drew Brees and Ben Watson going. Um, I opened the app, and uh, it said Drew Brees had three, three points. And I was like, oh. Let me just refresh because, you know, the Internet, my Wi-Fi don't work well Sometimes in this room. Sometimes the ESPN app be chirping. I got to, like, re- yeah. refresh it. And I was, like, swiping down on the screen to, like, refresh it. <laughs> and then it was like, no, 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 three points. And Ben Watson, zero. And I was like, well, obviously it's messed up. And then I looked and it said three, ten minutes left in the third quarter. And I was like, well, the time is refreshing. But for some reason... Drew Brees' score still says three. Why is it? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. No. Like, no, that's... Drew Brees' score was three. That's the real score. Because New Orleans (laughs) did a bunch of nothing against Dallas. That was actually... Ben Watson had zero for zero for zero. One of the best football games I've seen all season. Was he hurt? I I, I don't think I saw him the whole game. At 5'10". I texted James, the fantasy sage, over Tony James, the fantasy sage. And I said, oh, I've got Ben Watson in. I know we talked on Wednesday about how this might be a good matchup, but I feel like I should put in Joku in. And he's like, no, 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 keep Ben Watson in. I thought, l- listen, Dallas is terrible against the tight end. Mm-hmm. And they were hitting the tight end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. Ben Watson. Ben Watson. It was some other dude that mm-hmm. I hadn't seen, number 85. Mm-hmm. He was catching stuff. And mm-hmm. they weren't going to him a lot because there was a heavy pass rush on Drew Brees. Those of you who know, who saw the game, saw how much they stayed down his throat. So he was checked down, checked down, checked down. Crazy. Just not to Ben Watson. So needless to say, I'm going into Sunday with seven and a half points from Drew and zero from Ben Watson. Sorry, so guys. I, uh... That's what happened to me. <laughs> um, but it's not just me, obviously. Alvin Kamara was 11 for 36. Yeah, uh, he struggled. Mark Ingram, 7 for 27. I said not to start Ingram. Uh, Mike Thomas, 5 Thomas for 40. Thomas didn't do much. The only person who did anything was Zeke. Zeke. Because Dak was 24 for 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24 of 28, 248 and a touchdown. He was hitting Gallum. He was hitting uh, Cooper. But there was only one touchdown. That um, in the game, 
I mean, as far as on, on that side of the ball. And then there was a... Drew Brees had a touchdown to a wide receiver that... Some Jordan Lewis guy. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it was a struggle game, but it was a great game to watch. No, this Jordan Lewis guy, how many t- scores were there? There was only two total touchdowns in the game. The rest of the scores were field goals. So so Dak threw it to Zeke because Zeke, okay, he, so that's, that's where, where it Zeke was. Has a Zeke's touchdown was a receiving one. Zeke okay. was 23 for 76, uh, 23 touches for 76 uh, rushing, and then receiving, he was 6 for 60 in the touchdown. There you go. And then Jordan Lewis uh, scored a, Dutch, a touchdown off the interception of Drew Brees, the ENT he threw, the IET. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, that's how that's how my Thursday went, yeah. horribly. Yeah, I didn't do well. I had Brees in one league, and then I had uh, Ingram going in a league because it was a league that I didn't care about anymore, so I just didn't think to take him out. I took him out everywhere else, um, and then I had Kamara, of course, everywhere that you could possibly think of, so... Yeah, in some leagues he got me 11, some leagues he got me 15. He was productive, he just couldn't get in the end zone. Well, all right, so while I was getting over the uh, poor performance of my Thursday night, around 11.30 I get a notification that TMZ is releasing video of an incident involving Kareem Hunt. And I think, well, what's going on with Kareem Hunt? So I click on the video. It takes me to TMZ because we all know once TMZ says it, it's true. Oh, yeah. Um, And I proceed to watch a video that just, I'm sorry, has changed my perception of Kareem Hunt. It's terrible. And I don't think we need to get into the details of the video. But if you haven't seen the video, go to TMZ Sports and watch it. Basically, uh, what I saw was Kareem Hunt being overly aggressive towards a female in a way that suggests to me that's regular behavior towards females. Right. Um, and not just over aggressive. I mean, shoving her and kicking her while she's on the ground. So. Can I just say we're not going to go into the details of the video? Well, that's not. I can give you details. I can <laughs> give you a play by play. But anyway, so um, that happened around eleven thirty. Around two thirty, commissioner puts him on the exempt list, and about an hour later, Kansas City's releasing him. So, as horrible as this sounds. What does that mean for my fantasy yeah, team? Only because we're a fantasy football podcast, we have to talk about the fantasy implications of it. Um, Stop trying to be all PC well, about it's it. It's not like anybody who was tweeting about their fantasy team at that time when that stuff was breaking is full of shit. And if you're one of those people, then you're full of shit too. What, okay, let me ask you this. What do you mean full of shit? Because it's not there's What should I say? Oh, I feel bad for him and his family? I'm not sending a tweet to the world that says, ah, oh, damn, he beat up a girl. Now my fantasy team is dead. Like, that's not what's most important when something like that happens. What's most important is that the NFL has yet another pro- product that is beating up women and in a year will be reinstated into the league like nothing ever happened. It's a problem. That's what you say is going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Top One of the Probably. top running backs in the league. So are you saying that people who tweeted, oh, what, what should I do for my fantasy, are what, disingenuous? Um, I, I just don't. Look, time and place. Okay, so is now I, the I just, time I just, or is now too soon for you? Listen, we're talking about it. Like I said, we're a fantasy football podcast. It is fireworks. Sorry. We, 
it's all this booming going on in the background. <laughs> there was the, the like flutter, the like yeah. But now I didn't hear the flutter. I was just hearing booming. That was really weird. Um, we're gonna talk about it because we have to talk about it because that's what our content entails. I just don't feel like people should feel like that's what's most important when something like that happens, and that's all that it seems like people care about. And it's like. That's kind of bullshit. And I feel like I saw just as many people saying that talking about the impact of like, just like you were saying, the impact of what's going to happen with the NFL, what's going to happen, is he going to be on another team? What is the commissioner going to do? I mean, and a lot of this was happening before Kansas City, you know, came out and said they were going to release him. But I don't, I mean, I think if you're talking to Joe Blow, who's just being a dick about it, I mean, I guess... Generally, who's I'm not talking about the celebrities that you follow on Twitter. I'm talking the people that are commenting on the celebrities' comments. Oh, that well, are, that I are mean, on Twitter. people say. That's I what mean, I'm talking about yeah, but those people also have comments in the same uh, distasteful comments, no matter what's going on. So, yeah, okay. well, anyway, it's not wrong with me to say that it's distasteful because it's distasteful. Okay, so what do you feel about Spencer Ware? Uh, he's a good back. I, I, you know, at the times that he's had to fill him before, we've seen him in the past, um, in times when Kareem Hunt was out or in times where Kareem Hunt was game scripted out of games because Andy Reid's genius for like almost a whole season was game scripting Kareem Hunt out for some, for some strange reason. Um, and he's a three down back. We've seen him play well in the NFL and I think he can carry the team. Uh, I don't know that I'd want him going into the real football playoffs, uh, so I, I'm sure that they will probably attempt to pick up some veteran, but I don't even know who's out there on waivers at this point. So uh, start him. I would go ahead and feel comfortable starting him this week against the Raiders. I would feel comfortable starting him going forward, but don't expect Kareem Hunt-like production. All right. So in other news, uh, Adrian Peterson, shoulder, Jordan Reed back and uh, Jamison Crowder all questionable for Monday Night Football. I know mm. we talked about Chris Thompson mm-hmm. is expected to play. Yep. Um, what do you think this says for Chris Thompson, who we thought maybe it might, might not matter, but now with Adrian Peter Adrian Peterson being out, um, um, we we talked about this a little bit on, on the other show. Uh, Chris Thompson is the pass catching down back. That's why when they were both playing together, it didn't really affect his numbers. Um, I would be concerned if Adrian Peterson were out and they were expecting Chris Thompson to carry the the running back load, like to make him a three down back, because mm-hmm. that's generally when he gets hurt. Okay. Um, so hopefully Peterson plays. And uh, I still don't know if I would start Thompson this week. The Redskins have Philly. Whose defense is okay, but it's definitely not the Philly defense that they had last year. I just Josh Adams is questionable. Coming back from an injury, I don't know that I would start Chris Thompson right away. All right. So while we're talking about running backs that are out, Melvin Gordon is out. Yep. What are people going to do? Uh, you've got to go pick up Austin Eckler. If Austin Eckler isn't available, there's a there's a no. Well, there's another guy. I, I can't think of his name right now, but um, but I don't think he's going to get any work. I think Austin Eckler is the guy. This other guy is just going to be a change of pace back, maybe catch a couple of third down passes for first downs, but he's not going to have any fantasy relevance. All right. Uh, Steven Diggs is questionable. Stephon Diggs. Uh. You know what I just remembered? It's Christmas on the um, 
on the uh oh they're doing the tree lighting, lighting down there downtown. tonight downtown that's why there's all that that's what it is okay okay that makes much more sense now um stefan diggs being out i mean he's i think he's gonna play number one uh number two um you've got adam thielen you've got kyle rudolph if he doesn't go um but i think he's gonna be fine I, i'd still start him and uh, Kiki QT is a game time decision. Coach says <clears throat> he's got a hamstring injury. He just made it back. I know yeah, we might have t- talked about this on a little bit in the last show, but um, Marlon Mack, coach says he's in the final stages of concussion protocol. And if he passes those stages, this is as of uh, yesterday's practice, then he will be good to go for Sunday. Nice. Um. I know you always say who cares about the Raiders, but Martavius Bryant is doubtful to play Sunday. Yeah, he hasn't been doing anything all season anyway. Do you think this opens something up for someone else on the team? or just None of the receivers have been doing anything all season. I, I wouldn't start. The only Raider I would start right now would be Doug Martin. And uh, Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon did not practice as of yesterday, Friday. Mm, they're out. Actually, I got that notification today that they will not be playing – tomorrow so that leaves Dante Pettis Mm -hmm. Uh, I would definitely start Dante Pettis against Seattle Um, and Matt Breida is Breida playing I think Breida he's been cleared yeah Yeah, as of today he's been cleared yeah so I I would start those two but not really anybody else and uh, I mentioned it earlier Josh Adams is uh, questionable in Philadelphia man um, Mitch Trubisky's out. He's still dealing with that shoulder injury. Sucks for the pass catchers in Chicago. Um, Deshaun Jackson is officially out. His Damn. thumb is keeping him out. So that leaves, uh, what, in Tampa Bay. You've got Jameis Winston, who's starting. You've got Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. you got Adam Humphreys. And Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait. Start them all. They're, who are they playing this Carolina. Week? Division mm-hmm. game. They're going to have to sling it going up against Cam Newton. Um, I think it has the potential to be a pretty high-scoring game because neither one of their defense. I mean, can't, can't, Carolina's defense is okay, mm-hmm. but it's not a, nothing to hoot and holler about. So play them. And then the last little bit of news, just reminders of who we've talked about before. Watkins is out. Danny Amendola's out. Devin Funches is questionable, but mm, more towards doubtful and even out. Carryon Johnson out. Um, Bilal Powell out. Gosh. Uh, and I believe I saw something today that said, uh, no, 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 maybe that was Carrion Johnson. I thought it was Kenny Galladay. I thought I saw news on uh, Kenny Galladay for some reason, but uh, it was Carrion Johnson. So, gosh, that's a lot of injuries this late in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, just to throw it out there, there's been a lot of talk about where some of these running backs may land next season, and they're saying that uh, there's a big chance that Le'Veon Bell uh-huh. may end up a Colt. Next season. Who do they have there now? Here, let me look. Marlon Mack. Oh. <laughs> who, who just got back. Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines. Yeah, so they're... But they're, you know what? Even while Marlon Mack was out, Naeem Hines had like one good game. They're mediocre. Yeah. Both of them are mediocre. Marlon Mack's okay, but he's not a three-down back. Uh, and then they're saying, uh, I saw today, that the Eagles are showing interest in Kareem Hunt. Already? Yep. 
And so all that would happen so at this point. So now it's it's in bad taste for me to ask how this affects my fantasy team, but it's not in bad taste for the Eagles to already be pulling, putting That's out That's bad taste, too. And he can't play, right? So he's on the uh, the commissioner's exempt list, which means he's going to be out for the rest of the season. They'll litigate it in the offseason. And then he'll probably get six games the same way that Zeke got six games um, at the beginning of next season. So best-case scenario for him is that he'll be in by week seven of next season if it's decided quickly enough in the offseason. That's best case for him. Um, if so, he may be a Philadelphia Eagle, which, as much as I hate to say it. They need it. And he's going to ball there. Yeah, I'm looking. Josh Adams, who we just talked about, is hurt. Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood. And Wendell Smallwood. And I think Darren Sproles is finally going to retire after this year, even though this is not the way he wanted to go out. Um they need a running back like that. So we'll see. To be continued. All right. So let's get into this game matchup, these previews. Oh, right. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a uh, streamlined version of this week's games. So to start, we're looking at uh, Chicago at the New York Giants. Bears are eight and three. The Giants are three and eight. Um Giants are just kind of playing to play at this point, try to play spoiler, try to see what their offense can really do. If, in my personal opinion, I'd be shooting for a, a for a lower draft pick if I was them. <laughs> they have no chance to win this game. The Bears' defense is way too strong. Um, the weather's going to be somewhere in the 40s, so it's not going to – I mean, and Chicago's used to playing in the cold anyway, so it's not really going to have an effect on their play. Um I do think this is going to be a pass-heavy game for the Giants. Uh, They're not going to be able to run the ball against that Bears defense. So for the Giants, I would, of course, I'd play Odell. Um, And I can't think of anybody else. I would play on that side of the ball. I'd stay, well, of course, uh, um, uh, they're running back. I do not know why this is escaping me right now. No, I can see his number. I was on the wrong. I can see uh, the back of his jersey. I was looking at the game matchup. You're talking about Second a Saquon overall Barkley. pick. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I would play Odell and Saquon. I, I wouldn't play Eli Manning. I wouldn't play Sterling Shepard. I wouldn't play Evan Ingram. I wouldn't play anybody else on that offense except for those two guys. Um, on the bare side of that ball, that defense is ham, bone, Dope. I would play their. I'd play their defense. If you have Chicago Bears defense, you've been rolling for the last few weeks because those guys are going out there sniffing out everything. Um, and I would definitely play uh, Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Chase Daniel is playing just makes me nervous on any of their pass catchers. Last week they they were able to get the win on Thanksgiving against Detroit, but. None of the pass catchers in Chicago really had a consistent enough game that made me feel comfortable enough to start them. So realistically speaking, for me, I would bench the Chicago Bears wide receivers. Allen Robinson was two for 37. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the they other have person, Taylor, Taylor They have Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel. Um, and they have... Um, Gabriel was seven for 49. That's what I'm saying. It, it was just... It's, it's going to be a tough go. And I know that Jordan Howard didn't do anything either because I had to start him in the league. <laughs> so Tariq Cohen on that side of the ball, their defense is going to win them games until Mitch Trubisky can be, get back in the starting lineup. And who do you think is going to win this match? Definitely Chicago. All right. Um, 
Next, we've got Arizona and the Packers. This is, look, the Packers losing on Sunday pretty much ended their season. Mm-hmm. They're four and six. I guess they could still run the table and get, what is this, week 13 uh-huh. and get to nine and six? Or no. Oh, you missed it. You have, you're a week short on these. Mm-mm. Yeah, last, no, week, last week was week 12. You got 11. Yeah, because everybody had their buys. Uh, okay. No, I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm counting the Packers. You only have four and six on the Packers. Oh, and one. Sorry, I missed the end. Okay, okay. Four, six, and, four, six, and one. So if they run the table, they can get to nine, six, and one, which maybe in the NFC they'll be able to get in, depending on what teams like Minnesota and Washington do. Uh-huh. Um, but realistically, I think the lucky number to get in the playoffs is 10, so I think their season is pretty much washed. Uh, so these are two teams that have no playoff implications. They're just going out to play. Uh, Arizona, had, their offense is terrible. They, they can't score points. From time to time, they'll have a decent week against a bad defense, and Larry Fitzgerald will look up on a touchdown, or it'll be a perfect game script for David Johnson, so he'll get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I've pretty much given up on David Johnson this year. If you got I Dave- know you, we have disagreement about what's good production, <laughs> but I'm sorry. I, I, he was an RB1 for me, and he, uh, you know, I need him yeah. to be putting up more than 10 points a yeah, week. Well, yeah. I mean, when you draft somebody first overall – 10 a week is underachieving. Yes. Right? If you've got some 10 sprinkled in with some 15s and 20s, and t- that's different. But if he's if that's what he's averaging? And, and I, I think he's averaging less than that. That's really, really, that's that's tough for your first overall pick. Um, and a lot of people drafted Le'Veon Bell, who's averaging zero points. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> David Johnson's averaging better than Le'Veon Bell. I'm averaging better than Le'Veon Bell. Um so on that side of the ball, Arizona side of the ball, I, those are the only two people I would probably play because they could happen upon a touchdown. Green Bay's defense is not that excellent. Um, so I would play Fitz. I would play uh, David Johnson. On the Packers side of the ball, um, that offense has, hasn't really gotten going this year. We saw flashes from Aaron Jones. We saw flashes from uh, Devontae Adams, but that offense goes kind of as Aaron Rodgers goes. And if you watched last week's game, he was missing throws left and right. I have no idea what's going on. I think it's time for Mike McCarthy to go. He still has an old mind, coaching mind, and is not in tune with what the new offenses are looking like. They have no RPOs on that offense whatsoever. Um, so if I had to start somebody on the Packers side of the ball, I, it would be the people I talked about. I'd start Aaron Rodgers. I would start Devontae Adams. I would start, um, um, Aaron Jones. And that would be it for me. Uh, I say Packers win. All right. Next game. Indianapolis six and five Colts against the three and eight Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts are still fighting for first place in their division uh-huh. and fighting for a wild card spot. They're still in the hunt, as they say on ESPN. Um, Andrew Luck has looked great. I know. Like he has I know looked, we talked about this last last he has looked uh, so good last show, but like, how dare he come out of nowhere and be a football player? It, that guy has looked so good in the past few games, and I think it's going to keep going against this Jacksonville defense. This is a skeleton of what they were last year. Uh-huh. Um, they haven't really been able to stop anybody. So if I if I have any Colts, if Marlon Mack plays, I start Marlon Mack. I start Andrew Luck. I start uh, I start um, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. 
and I would start Eric Ebron in this game. Ebron is playing. Is playing. Uh, what's his name? The other one. The other one the is other out. E- e- Evan Ingram. No, no, no. But the other tight end. Oh, is hurt. Is he not? Uh, Jack Doyle. There we go. Thank you. Is yes. It? Yeah. So Jack Doyle's hurt. So it's a back to being Ebron's team. I would definitely start Eric Ebron. On Jacksonville side of the ball, um, Fournette's out for yeah, a game. This is his game. suspension game. And remember, they just benched Blake Bortles. It's gonna be. A, it, it, they did just bench Blake Bortles, but it's gonna be. It's gonna have to be a pass heavy game. But for a backup quarterback who's never won a start in his NFL career, uh, he's gonna be doing a lot of checking down to the running back, which fares well for T.J. Yeldon. Um, I would start Yeldon in this game. What about over Carlos Hyde, if you have Hyde? You know, there's been a lot of talk about the, how they're going to use Hyde this week, and they're saying that he could fall right into the to the the Leonard Fournette role as the three-down back. And We even talked I, about it on the last I, show. I believe it to be true. It's frustrating as it is. I don't think he's going to get the usage that people think he's going to get this week. Hmm. ESPN's I also Matthew think, Barry agrees with you. He likes also, Yeldon over Hyde. I also think that this is going to be a game where they're going to have to pass because Andrew Luck's going to put his foot on the gas from the gate. And if they get up 21-3 to at halftime, there's not going to be no run in the ball when they come out in the second half. All right. So I think he's going to get game scripted out. Um, as far as who wins, i got to say the Colts easy. All right, next game. Um, Cleveland against Houston. Uh-huh. Cleveland has the potential to win here. Mm-hmm. A lot of the games that Houston's been winning have been nail biters, and it's been because their defense has shown up, really shown up late in the game, and as had they've been able to hold on to leads late in the game. Uh, Cleveland's four six and one. Houston is a division leader eight and three. Um, this was a tough one for me. Cleveland is thirtieth against the pass. And 28th against the rush. But I don't think that really tells the story of how good this defense is. And if they can rush the passer, if they can put pressure on Deshaun Watson, it's going to be a long day for him. And I think we're going to see something similar to what we saw the other night with with Dallas against Drew Brees. Mm. Now, granted, there's a little bit of a difference because you've got the running element with Deshaun Watson that you you have to be concerned about, you have to plan for when you're you're game skimming against them. but again, if they if they can if they can rush the passer, he's going to have a rough day. With that said, I think this is going to be a three point game. I think I'm, I got to go with the home team in Houston, and I got to go with their eight game win streak, and say that Houston will win the game. Um, as far as who I would play and stay away from, I would play on Cleveland side of the ball. Um, I think Baker Mayfield stands to have a good game here. Um, I would definitely play Nick Chubb. <sighs> David Njoku just makes me nervous because his production is so peak and valley. I can tell you he's going to do better than Ben Watson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not blaming you. I mean, this is discussion that we had over a tough. few days. That, it was tough. I, yeah. it, but this could also be a game where he gets two. Yeah, that's true. Right? Which is a reception for 25 Watson. yards, and that's his production that, yeah. for the whole day. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially when you think, when you think about it, you've got Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt. On the pass rush, they're gonna need an extra guy on the line. JJ Watt is questionable with his back. Oh, back injury. Mm-hmm. If he plays, mm-hmm. you gotta worry about that pass rush, right? And that's oftentimes when you play against a team like that, that's when you see a tight end. If they don't have a second tight end that can do the job, 
that's when you see a tight end really get knocked out of a game because he's been used as a blocker. And if he can't come off of the block and catch a couple of check down passes, a couple of screen passes, and, and get production, then it doesn't work out. Um, so I pick Houston to win the game. On Cleveland's side of the ball, I would start Baker Mayfield. I would start Nick Chubb. And quite frankly, I don't want to have to pick one of the wide receivers to start because I don't know which one to start on a week-in, week-out basis. I actually think I would stay away from David Njoku for the reasons I just gave this week. He might get you five, but, you know, what's five? On Houston's side of the ball, you're starting Deshaun Watson. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just to clarify with J.J. Watt, it's uh, Jordan Reed with the back. J.J. Watt, it's a knee injury. It's a knee injury. That okay. has some questionable for okay. Um I would start – you're starting Deshaun Watson. You're starting DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think that this has the potential to be another Lamar Miller sighting. Mm-hmm. I moved him into a league. Um, so I would personally start Lamar Miller in this game. As we said earlier, Kiki QT is out. But another thing we saw last week was them go to Demarius Thomas multiple times in the red zone, which means he's, he, he's a tall, slender target. He caught two touchdowns in the red zone that kept him ahead in the game. Um, but the rest of his production throughout the game wasn't much. Mm. So personally for me, given what this Cleveland defense can do pretty well in the red zone, I would not start Demarius Thomas in this game. Mm. It's yeah. interesting. All right, next game. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This is our slick streamline show. I know. Dang, I know there is a lot left. All right, I'm sorry. I'm talking more than, than normal. Uh, Carolina against Tampa Bay. Division game. Okay. Um, Carolina 6-5. and five, Tampa Bay is 4-7. and seven. Um, Tampa Bay is uh, – Jameis Winston's not that great, but he's starting. They, they always play each other well. It's a division matchup. They know each other well. Uh, they played earlier this season, and the game was okay. Uh, I would start – I would actually start Jameis Winston in this game. Even though there's a potential that Fitzmagic will come in halfway through, <laughs> I don't think he's going to throw five interceptions, and okay. that, that seems to be the magic number. No, not five, but um, I would start him. Uh, I would start Mike Evans. I would start Cameron Bray. Okay. On that side of the ball, on Carolina's side of the ball, of course you're starting Christian McCaffrey. Of course you're starting Cam Newton, and I, I think. I, I can say safely now that DJ Moore has produced enough consistently uh-huh. that I would start him as well. I say that uh, Carolina will win the game. What about Greg Olson? What about Adam Humphreys? I would. I didn't do stayaways. Okay. Um, Just but some big names. Mainly I, because I have Greg Olson. <clears throat> I would start Olson. Okay. I, I would start Olson. I would not start Adam Humphreys. Okay. Um, next is Buffalo, Miami. Another division game, but uh, who really cares? Uh, <laughs> Buffalo's four and seven. They never play well in the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the weather looks like down in Miami, but it's always sunny in seventy in Miami. Uh, they're coming off a couple of big wins. That defense is really starting to come together. So I actually think they have the potential to win this game. I don't know how, but I, I think they can win it. With that said, Sunday is scheduled to be sunny and eighty three. Eighty three degrees. It's gonna be hot. Mm, yeah, humidity's at eighty-two percent. Oh, good lord! It will be a bit cloudy. It'll be partly cloudy. <laughs> the the fact is, though, Miami's just not that good, mm. right? So if Buffalo's defense can stifle Ryan Tannehill, which I believe they can, 
um, then I think they have the potential to win this game. With that said, you're not starting anybody but Shady McCoy on that offense. Okay. You might start Buffalo's defense. They're playing very well. Mm -hmm. But on that offense, that's the only person I would start. Um, On Miami's side of the ball, Kenyon Drake. But the problem is uh, Buffalo, even though it says they're 15th against the rush, their rush defense has actually been pretty solid in the last three games. Um, He's the only one I would consider starting. Um, But if it were me and I had other options, I would keep Kenyon Drake on the bench. And as far as their pass catchers go, I don't want any of them. I don't want Kenny Stills. I don't want Devontae Parker. I don't want any of those guys. I would stay away from them. All right. Uh, I say Buffalo wins by t- by field goal. Denver, Cincinnati. Denver is five and six. Have no chance of winning the division. Cincinnati is five and six. Um, this is a pretty even matchup. Is okay. Dalton is out for the season, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um. That kills the Cincinnati wide receiver core. AJ Green is for sure back. It was I. I don't know. We talked about that a little bit the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that matters. We right. got to see what that looks like with the backup with the quarterback. quarterback. Um, so until I see that, I mean, if you have AJ Green, you're happy that he's back. You're probably going to start him anyway. But just just prepare yourself for not great production. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start Joe Mixon on that side of the ball for sure. On Denver's side of the ball, I would start Emmanuel Sanders. I would start Philip Lindsay, of course, because he's been balling. Um, and I, I would still stay away from Cortland Sutton until I see the production we were all promised. And what about the tight end Uzuma or whatever? Uh, CJ Uzuma, he hasn't been doing much at all. So, so you're definitely, definitely I'm taking not, a. I'm not. You're taking with a the chance. New quarterback. Exactly. I, I really am concerned about John Ross. I'm concerned about Tyler Boyd. I'm concerned about all of them with the new quarterback. We got to see what the offense looks like first. Um. I say Denver wins. I agree. Baltimore, Atlanta. Now, we got some news today that I I don't think we reported on in the news, but uh, they put Alex Collins on IR. I thought we'd already talked about that last game. That's why, because we've been talking about Collins' foot injury, and I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, actually, no, it's right here. Baltimore uh, put uh, Collins on IR and activated Kenneth Dixon. And activated Kenneth Dixon. Um, You're right. I I skipped that. So, uh, look, as long as Lamar Jackson is playing, that's a big deal for the running back, whoever the lead back is on that team. Now, the thing is, they found something special in Gus Edwards. Um, I like Gus Edwards' play. He's a downhill back. And I think they're going to stay with him, but that makes me nervous because now that Kenneth Dixon is is healthy and we still have uh, Buck Allen there, it seems like it's going to be a committee to me. And remember Gus Edwards' ankle injury that kept him out of practice yeah. uh, last show on yep. Wednesday. Um, so the only person I would really start comfortably is Lamar Jackson. Okay. I don't know which back to start. And then last year it was clear. Gus Edwards is the guy. Kenneth Dixon wasn't back yet. Buck Allen hasn't been playing that well. And Alex Collins was out. That was easy. Now all of these guys are together in the locker room and practicing. I don't know. Um, so I would, I would start Lamar Jackson for sure. Uh, on Atlanta side of the ball, against that great Baltimore defense, second against the pass, fourth against the run, I would stay away from Tevin Coleman. Um, it's good. I think this is going to be a low scoring game, but I would still play Julio. Okay. Um, I feel like that's it. 
I don't even think I would play Matt Ryan in this game. I don't think – I mean, Julio's big play potential, right? But that could be a 90-yard catch. Yeah. Right? That's nine points, which is only, what, three for Matt Ryan, and he may not throw a touchdown this game. Right. Um, so I think this has the potential to be a good Calvin Ridley game. So aside from Julio Jones, the only other person I would consider would be Calvin Ridley. Okay. Um, Who do you think is going to win? I got to give it I, I got to give it to Baltimore. All right, next game. Oh, it's one page down. Uh Rams Lions. 10 and 1 Rams, 4 and 7 Lions. Detroit doesn't have a chance. Carry-on's hurt. Mm-hmm. Stafford sucks. Uh the defense isn't that great. Start uh, Kenny Galladay. All right. On the other side? Other side of the ball, you're starting the usual suspects. Now, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, Todd Gurley's ankle. Mm -hmm. I don't know really the status. They're kind of closed mouth when it comes to how severe his injury is. Having said that, if you got Gurley, you drafted him first overall, which means your running backs are probably a little bit slim. Um, So you got to play. Got to play Gurley. Got to play golf. Uh, I would play uh, Robert Woods. I would play um, uh, what's the other guy came from the Patriots? Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. And what's the new wide receiver that we talked about? There's a wide receiver that's been that's been playing extremely well since Cooper Cup went down. I thought I would be able to pull it out of my memory. Sammy but. Watkins is out. Um, basically, I would start everybody. Uh, there's nobody. Detroit's defense is not going to be able to stop this Rams office, and they're going to have a, a fun field day. Uh, Who do you think's going to win? Oh, uh, Rams, easy. You are talking about um, you talk uh, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, start, start them all. All right, next game. Kansas City, Oakland. This makes me nervous. Anytime something like this is swirling around a locker room, it can send a team into a spiral. Mm-hmm. Do I think that means Kansas City season's over? Absolutely not. But at least for a week, they're going to be a little frazzled. This mm. just came out on Friday. So there's probably a lot going on in that locker room, a lot going on in that organization, a lot of stuff going on. Do I think they'll still win the game? Yeah, because they're playing Oakland. If they were playing any other team that had oh, better ever. potential than Oakland. If they Oakland, were playing Arizona, if they were playing Indianapolis, if they were playing. Uh, oh, if they were playing the coach, they might, maybe not <laughs> they might lose that. But still, there's, there's a couple other teams that they could roll over still. Uh, so, uh, again, Doug Martin is the only Raider that I would play from here to the rest of the season. All right. Um, on Kansas City side of the ball, you're going to start Pat Mahomes. You're going to start Kareem. You can start Kareem Hunt. I did not do that on purpose. Um, you're going to start um, Tyreek Hill. Uh, you're going to start. Um, That's it. Spencer Ware. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to start Spencer Ware. Um, and Kansas City will win. Jets, Titans. Like, remember the Titans. Titans are still fighting. Titans are still fighting in their division. They're just simply a much better team than the Jets. The Jets have absolutely no offense. Quite frankly, I can't even tell you who's on that offense. Oh, well. I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't know who. I, there's Jermaine Curse. I know, is still there. And Oh, you're thinking of Quincy Anunwa. <laughs> Quincy Anunwa is still there. 
Uh, Isaiah Crowell. Crowell. None of their offense has relevance. Yeah, you're right. I don't don't start anybody on that side of the ball. Tennessee is going to Jermaine Kearse. Curse. Yeah, that's Jermaine Kearse. Tennessee is going to roll them on Tennessee side of the ball. I would start Marcus Mariota. I would start uh, Corey Davis. Um, And against the Jets, Jets are 27th against the run. I think this has the potential to be a good Deion Lewis game. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't like Derrick Henry's talent. Mm. Um, so if I had to pick one of the two, I would go with Deion Lewis, and Tennessee's going to win. Minnesota, New England. Uh, this is actually going to be a decent game, given how well uh, Minnesota plays defense. We've seen Brady get stopped. Now I'm looking at the record, eight and three, three times this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and this is one that they could lose at home in Foxborough. Okay. Um, for Minnesota, I would definitely start. If Stefan Diggs is healthy, I would start Diggs. I would start Thielen. I would start Kirk Cousins in this game. Um, and I would start <sighs> – their running game really scares me. It, it, even though they, even since Dalvin Cook has been back, their running game has been a little bit suspect. Um, New England is 14th against the run, so they're a mid-range run defense. And playing against the Patriots, it's going to be a pass-heavy day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually would seriously consider benching um, Dalvin Cook this game. Oh, I don't need you to say that. (laughs) On New England's side of the ball, uh, you're going to start Brady. If Gronk's healthy, you're going to start Gronk. and you're going to start uh, – I wouldn't start Hogan, actually, but I would definitely play Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Um, with Gronk, you're going to want to watch before game because he is having issues with his uh, – uh, what is Gronk? A hamstring? Let me go. I'm going to go to um, – You're also going to start Josh Gordon in this game. I think this is this has the potential to be a two-touchdown game for Josh Gordon. All right. Who do you think is going to win? <sighs> Since they're at home – you know what? Forget that. I say Minnesota goes into Foxborough and wins by two. San Francisco, Seattle. Seattle is fighting for a wild card spot. San Francisco is terrible. We saw it last week against Tampa Bay, and Seattle's defense is way better than Tampa Bay's defense. Um, we just read earlier that both Pierre Garcon and Marquise Goodwin are out. So I would start Matt Breida. And I would start um, uh, the other receiver's name is escaping me now. For? 49ers. Uh, Pettis. Dante yeah. Pettis. That's it. On Seattle side of the ball, uh, t- uh, I would start Russell Wilson for sure. Um, I would start. They say Rashad Penny may play a big role. That's straight from Pete Carroll's mouth. Rashad Penny might play a big role in this game. And this is the game that you need to get into the playoffs. I I would start Rashad Penny in this game. And if I had to pick one of the two receivers to play, I would probably play Tyler Lockett over Doug Baldwin in this game. That I'm not saying don't play Doug Baldwin. I'm just saying I think Tyler Lockett's production is going to be better. If you have Baldwin, I think he's going to be worth a fantasy start as well. Uh, Seattle will win big. Chargers versus Pittsburgh. First game without Melvin Gordon. But again, Austin Eckler is a perfect stand-in. Chargers are 8-3. Pittsburgh 7-3-1 games in Pittsburgh, which means we're going to see the at-home Ben Roethlisberger, which is a completely different Ben Roethlisberger than usual. Um, 
With that said, I would definitely start Ben. I would start Antonio Brown. I would start James Conner. Um, I would start Juju Smith-Schuster. I would not start either of the tight ends on Pittsburgh. So Vance McDonald or Jesse James, I wouldn't start either one of them. Chargers side of the ball, um, you're going to start Phillip Rivers. Um, It's going to be a pass-heavy game, so I think Eckler's going to have fantasy production, but I think he's going to score around 10 fantasy points. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would go with uh, the receivers, Tyro, not Tyro Williams, the other Williams, and um, and uh, Keenan Allen. And I say Pittsburgh wins in a slim margin. Last but not least, Washington versus Philly. This is a game that the Redskins need to keep pace with the Dallas Cowboys. There's been a lot said today. People think that Philadelphia, for some reason, is still going to magically win this division, and I just don't see that happening. Um, I actually think Washington is going to win this game. I think they're going to be able to go into Philly and and get a W. Uh, Having said that, I probably would only start... Uh, Colt McCoy I would start Colt McCoy in this game Um, Adrian Peterson if he's healthy Chris Thompson if he goes Mm -hmm. and I think that's it I think the pass catchers are really going to split in this game and I think it's going to be a a more of a run heavy game script Um, on Philly's side of the ball I, I don't know I don't. There's not a running back that I feel super confident in. Um, we thought Golden Tate was going to go there and actually like boost the offense, and he and he hasn't in any way. You got Jordan Matthews. You got uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I would Nelson probably. Aguilar. That's it, Jeffrey. Yeah. I think Jeffrey is the only person on that side of the ball that I would start. And didn't you say the running back was injured? Yeah, Josh Adams is injured. If so you he, got Corey Clement or Wendell Small. If Josh him. Adams plays, if they say he's a go, you're going to start Josh Adams and start Alshon Jeffrey. I still say Washington wins again. All right. So that's our streamlined show, although somehow it feels like it's not very streamlined. You're 47 minutes for a full game preview. Well, I'm going to cut a lot of stuff out. Um so hopefully this is just enough to get you through this week um we will be back it will be wednesday next week so again we're gonna do a wednesday show not a tuesday show Mm -hmm. um so we will be back wednesday next week uh good luck and may the odds be forever in your favor. favor peace out